0: Hello and welcome to LOP Radio, or LOP on YouTube, wherever you're watching it. Is this the craziest WWE match stipulation yet? Hello, welcome to the third episode of LOP Radio Raw Review. My name is Matt Mayer, aka Imp, and we are here live on YouTube and available in podcast form. Link's in the description or head over to WrestlingHeadlines.net for your news and, of course, for the post about this. If you want the podcast version, it will be up. Hopefully... It's 2 a.m. my time. What's that in America? 9 p.m. Hopefully, up by 9 p.m. when I've got it all up and converted and things. And I've got my red t-shirt on. It looks really orange on the screen, but I've got it on, <laughs> which means that from 1 Night 8 raw. If you only tune in for the raw review, it's like, um, I've only this is only the third one, so I'm not expecting there to be massive traction yet. But I'm still, uh, I have had a message saying, do I have to wear the same shirt every week? That if you watch the NXT one, or you watch my Dominion one, I do have other t-shirts. <laughs> it's only if you watch them all with you. You may, note it, it may look like that. I only own the one t-shirt. <laughs> I just wanted to get that out there. And it, 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 is, it is washed. <laughs> Don't wear it all the time. Anyway, so is this the craziest WWE match stipulation yet? With Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio. Eye for an eye. And for me, the thing that took it over the edge. Because of course it's a little bit crazy. Just in the, in the sense itself, and they addressed that this week with uh, Seth Rollins on his promo, Rey Mysterio. I'll talk about that segment first, and then I'll, uh, I will might talk about the main event afterwards, instead of go through the card in order, because I thought the main event was really worth talking about as well. But I went to a throw. Do I do like the third week in a row of talking about the women main eventing, or do I try and mix it up and talk about a different part of the show in as much detail, and like, I'll get to talk about the women again. <laughs> They're amazing. They've earned their main event place. Surely I'll be talking about uh, Banks and Bailey within time. <laughs> so I really, really rate those two. If you, if you look at my Twitter feed, you'll see me raving about how, how highly I rate them. But Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens Kevin had their match this week. And before that happened, Seth Rollins cut a promo addressing the horror show at Extreme Rules, where last week Rey Mysterio picked the stipulation of an eye for an eye match. And Seth Rollins, on his in his promo, straight up says, "I thought you were just using a metaphor. Ray, you meant it literally. <laughs> it's a metaphor, Ray. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to genuinely mean that you want to gouge my eye out." So yeah, that's a that's an interesting one. Like we've seen it before, where WWE have given us given something. I swear it's been in this lockdown. There was something, and then they kind of ran with it. And then the next week after, it's, oh, that's a bit silly, isn't it? Oh, I can't believe we're doing that. It's like, that was, bloody was something. <laughs> I can't remember what, though. But, yeah, here we are again, where they've done and said something, the internet's gone, sorry, what? <laughs> and then the week after, the have had the wrestlers come out and go, oh, well, what are these circumstances? Oh, <laughs> what do we find ourselves in? Uh, so, yeah. So, I can't, it'd be really, really useful if I had this thing called a memory, but, no, it's gone. But in terms of crazy stipulations, like, the ones I'm measuring up against are lacking in the one thing that this eye for an eye has, match has. And it gives it such an aura of unpredictability. Now, To be fair, on this show we have a swamp match. which <laughs> will just be a brawl, cinematic brawl at a swamp. So the cinematic matches obviously rank up there. Like In terms of really weird, there's obviously the kennel from hell. <laughs> We're going to struggle to get more weird than that. Other than that it's just like brawls with weird objects, or brawls in weird locations, which I expect the Swamp match to be. Uh, You have the creative juices flowing for the uh, John Cena and Bray Wyatt match, but would you call it just plain weird? (laughs) Or just the craziest idea they've had? Um, This one screams crazy, and the moment it did was during the week there was the talk of CGI and special effects. Suddenly, my god. (laughs) Just yes. So, um, I think i said it before, I did film production at university, so whenever I hear WWE going to do something different in terms of production-y type of things, my nerd brain starts tingling. And I think I said it last week on Raw, or maybe it was The Dominion view or NXT. But the words WWE, special effects, and an eye for an eye match. Like, they say eye for an eye, I picture ping pong ball on a string. (laughs) Just a ping pong ball eye on a string, just floating along. Like oh, they're the special effect. That's that is the bar that I am going in expecting. Ping <laughs> pong ball on a string. It's a reference to Evil Dead. <laughs> that is the special effects I'm expecting. But they said the word CGI, which gets me excited for bollocks. <laughs> I am excited for pure nonsense from WWE in this match. No idea what. I've got. A, I'm doing predictions, so When am I recording that? In two days. So. I can let the creative juices flow with that when the time comes for there. But my god, what are they gonna do here? <laughs> like, it turns off just crazy things you're to see. Cause kind of from hell they're like, bigging up how nasty these dogs are type of thing. So you got your expectations built up ahead. And that's kind of what I'm thinking here. Where it's building up your expectations before the pay-per-view for something weird. <laughs> and then obviously there you go, oh yeah. Yeah, if the best is scared of dogs, he's not really going to be able to interact with them that much. And they're pretty barky. So, yeah, kind of from hell ended up being crap. This one has got, again, CGI and special effects. That That's the bit that's getting me. Not the stipulation and type of thing of what they're going to kind of do in there. Is it going to be cinematic or not? What's the pacing? Are we going to be... Um, that? None of that is in my mind. It's, again, just you know, they said special effects and CGI in a wrestling match. I'm so interested what on earth that means. <laughs> it's just is it gonna be pure nonsense? I don't I really don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited for the pure nonsense that this potentially has. <laughs> Whatever it is. Oh. But it's in terms of crazy, the bit I was getting to was in all of the different ones, like the built up the expectations of something of of course in the attitude era, Kennel from hell, or you're building up violence in a way. Here, they've kind of, built up the animosity between the two is coming to blows here, and there's talk of the violence of the gouging the eyes out, yet WWE really still is a PG company, and when they've said special effects and CGI, and in my head I'm like, well, how are you going to do that in an eye for an eye match, and keep it PG? Th- that's where it, it turns on the crazy level. Like, what are you possibly going to do? Hence, in my head, well, to PG it, do you do ping pong ball eye on string? <laughs> what do you do? It's just Again, it's the did I do CGI blood? What's the CGI part? <laughs> is that is it the idea for the Oh augmented reality eye? There we go. I've got to save these for the predictions. <laughs> Alright. But it does a craziness. Like it's one of those stipulations where it's like you're digging yourself into a really weird hole here when you're gonna have to deliver something. Are you crazy? <laughs> what are you planning to follow this up with? Have you got something in there? Is this how you write off Rey Mysterio? Does Seth Rollins need the US of the year off or something? What is... <laughs> what's going to happen from this? Does one of them generally have an eye thing? So it's going to have a wear an eye patch. He did this ahead of time. Did you think pirates are cool? Pirates are cool, but that's irrelevant. <laughs> it's really weird. Uh, I, I don't know where on earth they're going with this, but man, am I excited to see the nonsense. But I can't think of like, a crazy stipulation it, just in terms of... Like especially in terms of the pressure they're putting on themselves to create something. It's like why are you cornering yourself into such a weird <laughs> stipulation? Where it's like, Oh I guess we're gonna to have to pull out the CGI then <laughs> Like what have you how have you booked your wrestling promotion, but that's a sentence you have to say. <laughs> oh, what a corner. Anyway I am I'm excited for it, even if it is pure nonsense. <laughs> Just yeah, I made myself laugh. It's that, it's that thought of, yeah, you've you've taken definitely taken a direction when you have to incorporate CGI in your match. So yeah, so, yeah. But I'll save my predictions for augmented reality. We mixed in with ping pong balls and the thing where could paint it green and do something. Or I guess do you, like, like just my immediate thought is just a blood packet in your hand. Like you don't even need any of this nonsense. But the fact that there's word of special effects and CGI. So like, well, they're not doing that. Which means, what are they doing, and how crazy is it going to get? <laughs> Especially with the horror show and extreme rules, Where they're going way more cinematic with it. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, what do you people think? Again, uh, I, I always bloody forget to plug my Twitter before I go on these rants. But the Twitter's on the screen if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on the podcast form, you can follow me on at Twitter at the damn implicat. I bloody remembered it. It's on the screen in front of me, but it's so tiny. <laughs> anyway. Let's talk about the segment itself, which, uh, with Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy all in one massive kerfuffle of a segment. So before the match, Rollins comes out and he's got his promo for the Eye for an Eye match. And then he yeah, brings up the thing about it being a metaphor. And then it's like, I really wasn't predicting this, but you, it is kind of your, what Rollins does at Extreme Rules will be Mysterio's fault. He'll never be able to see so many things. It'll be the end of Rey Mysterio. But in many ways, it will be a new beginning. When Kevin's music, Kevin's music, Kevin Owens' music hits, uh, KO himself wasn't expecting Rey to go so far. But Rollins is so despicable that he could take someone who everyone respects and looks up to to such a point of hatred that he wants to gouge Rollins' eye out. It's all good as well because KO's got a pirate eye patch for him though. <laughs> Running theme in WWE was like, ah, jokes on you. You've got to wear an eye patch. While well, I'm w- watching it, thinking, but you'll look like a badass pirate or snake from the Metal Gear Solid series, or was it Snake in Escape from New York? I admit, i have not seen it. <laughs> but still, just realising I've not checked the sound. We're fine. I hear heard myself screaming eye patch. I'm assuming that's fine, right? But yeah, so KO dangles that, and immediately. Pirates are cool. Why <laughs> are you doing that? Uh, Rollins calls out Murphy, but Black is right there to stop that. Uh, straight into the matches after the break. And there we go. So this takes us into Buddy Murphy with Seth Rollins versus Alistair Black with Kevin Owens, both guys with somebody by themselves. Uh, by them, sorry, by their side at ringside. Like I love watching Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy wrestle. They're so damn great. It's just, you know, a lot. Like too much of a good thing really is WWE's forte. Yeah, this match had all the awesome kicks, quick reversals, cool AF counters and strikes. I've just seen it so many times between these two that I'm somewhat desensitized to the to their greatness. Yet another really good Buddy Murphy a Black Raw match. Uh, the Black Mass was awesome as well. With um, I think I think Buddy Murphy was on the ropes and Alex Black just whipped him and he just like cl- properly collapsed. I mean, they've had so many matches together, he's bloody nailed to sell the kick. Um, But Rollins yanked the Dutchman out of the ring in full view of the referee. And before shenanigans could really ensue, that's when Rey Mysterio's music hit. And Rey and Dominic run down. Uh, The numbers game is no more in Rollins' favour. So for Rollins versus Owens, there isn't that numbers. Buddy Murphy's been taken out. He will show his face, but for the majority of the match... It's a complete twist with Seth Rollins being the guy in trouble. So that led us to Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens with Alistair Black, Rey Mysterio, and Dominic Mysterio at ringside supporting him. Uh, Rollins was begging KO for mercy at the beginning, like still trying to get to at his humanity via the crazy stipulation set by Mysterio, like he was doing last week. It's like, come on, KO, like show me mercy, like. You're a good guy, but Seth Rollins is so evil, no New Japan, but so he deserves no mercy. Like the roar where Rollins reaps what he has sowed. Every, all of his enemies he's created coming back against him, and uh, even when Rollins was wrestling semi uh, I can't say it, semi-respectfully, like those at ringside put a stop to him following up, like flat out standing in front of his opponent. Like if, I think KO went out to ringside and rolled up against a barricade, and Volneys went to jump out to do the next bit and Alistair Black stood right in front of him just put a full stop to it, and everywhere he turned there was an enemy there's a full-on, no heel ringside antics allowed like Rolins had to take this one to the ring like tried to slow th- slow the pace down and where Owen's down. It's like, yeah, I've, I really liked that first half of the match where he kind of got that across. And he saw... It means Seth Rollins was forced into something else. I guess the only, only thing I'd bring up is... I'm a massive fan of, of a character like Rollins. I'm a massive fan of you not seeing him in singles action as much as possible on Raw. Like on television. You save that for pay-per-view, make him feel like a big deal. Uh, that's just a personal thing. And if he is, he's not against somebody like Kevin Owens in a WrestleMania rematch. Like, nothing of that scale. That's what I personally do. Does that... Continue to build him up in a way that's similar to Brody Lee, but they've got a completely, a completely different arc, not related. I just mean in terms of pure presentation, you get him across as like a this leader character that he's portraying himself as, and you really build up to seeing him wrestle. You build up to seeing the villain, like the Daredevil thing where you didn't see Kingpin for what half the season, <laughs> but when you do, he's just this massive presence. Uh, again, that's my personal <laughs> favorite way of doing it. Uh, the match itself. Maybe, for me, went on a tad long. Like, especially if you add Buddy Murphy and Black together, like, to all as this one big Messiah versus Mysterio one big segment addressing that one thing. That Yeah, it was pretty long if you put those two things together. But the closing minutes were some damn fun wrestling television. Like, quick counters and kick-outs with the reverse of the normal with Rollins fighting against the numbers game. Like, the... For, for me, it... I got my attention with the direct lead for Extreme Rules. There was a kerfuffle with Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens on the top rope. And Rollins goes after KO's eye to fight him off. Uh, but So, while Kevin Owens is, like, holding his eye, uh, the ringside boys are there. And they jump up one by one and stop the Messiah from going any further. Uh, eventually, Seth Rollins turns right into a KO stunner and he is down for the count. Like, a nice little end there. Like, for me... Like, yes, he had uh, Seth Rollins trying to like go for the same tricks one too many times, but this time the enemies that he's created were there to stop him. But for me, uh, the story I hope that it was building up to in terms of this would be a nice little subtle addition which will play out at Extreme Rules. Like the subtle point that Mysterio won't have those friends to protect him and stop Seth Rollins on Sunday. Kevin Owens did. Rey Mysterio won't have that. So how far will Seth Rollins be able to go if they doesn't have his friends there to stop him? yeah you know, Seth Rollins then kind of like scuttles up the ramp in disgrace. Uh, Ray's fired up though, and after the match grabs the mic and informs Rollins that he's gone too far, and extreme rules, he'll pay. He didn't point the finger though, because he's not a weirdo. <laughs> uh, yeah, a really weird stipulation. Generally interested how on earth they're going to follow up with it. I've given them a few suggestions. Assumption is, like by the time I do the predictions video recording on Thursday, and I'm, it's not, it, I'm hoping for it to go out Friday or Saturday, um, maybe depending on how much editing I need to do. But fingers crossed, uh, it's not filmed beforehand and I don't get any information in. So I do my best to avoid spoilers, but hopefully I don't have any spoilers when I'm predicting that so I can go as wild as crazy. <laughs> but yeah, just a few suggestions like ping pong ball eye or augmented reality eye, or spe- I don't- when you say special effects, I, I don't know what you mean, <laughs> it's just- what could that possibly entail, because again, low end is blood pack mixed in with, or-, or red pack, whatever it is, mixed in with ping pong ball, but I don't know what you're going for, <laughs> I don't know how violent you want it to be, you're calling it the horror show, but how far into horror do you actually want to go, because it is a WWE show, which kids will watch, you're not going to hold it up in front of the camera with the <laughs> with the uh, the eye vein? What's the nerve? With the nerve still attached. Going, <laughs> You're not going to do that. You, you don't want to scar children for life. But how do you rip an eye out without scarring children for life? <laughs> uh, I'm generally interested. I'm generally interested to see what other people come up with for this. I'm seeing predictions videos start to be posted and I've not watched any of them yet. To kind of, I'm trying to save them until I've done mine so that I don't get any outside influence. Because that tends to happen with me. Like, if I watch somebody else reviewing Raw on the day I'm doing it, I'll end up repeating a few of their points, and I keep forgetting to quote people whenever I do that, so I'm trying to stop now. (laughs) Try and stop so I don't get my points influenced, so it is just all me and my gobbledygook. But anyway, yes, I'm going massively off-topic. Yes, as you can tell, I'm excited for the predictions purely because of, like, what on earth are they going to do? Anyway, do you think it's a craziest stipulation <laughs> that they have done? Am I forgetting something, which would one hundred percent be crazier? And again, crazier, not potentially weirder, like the, the craziest. Anyway, the main event. I said I wanted to talk about the main event. I've put, I've picked Banks and Bailey as the background image behind those uh, before the square pictures. The oh, and also, if you've wondered why have I got the double picture when it's just me. Uh, the I'm having, because of like the whole current situation at the moment, I'm forced to currently use a laptop webcam. And the quality, pretty low. <laughs> so, smaller box, so to kind of diminish that fact, hopefully. So, yes. Yeah. Hopefully it's, uh, yeah. If I full screen it, you'd see it. <laughs> like, I'm not doing a full screen with that quality camera. Anyway, yeah. I think the very first raw review I've done, You I've had it way bigger. And I, like, the setup was way more basic and I decided to take a way bigger step <laughs> like for every stream afterwards, but yeah, you'll see what I mean. Anyway, the main event was the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match. Uh, Sasha Banks and Bayley defending against the Kabuki Warriors and the women rightly main eventing for once again. Like, Only shame being that we didn't get any segments during the show building to this. Like, they've done it before in past weeks, but this week it was just, you've got the main event slot. I didn't, as far as I remember, there wasn't really anything during the show building to it. Oh, was there an interview? I think there was. Uh, these women are by far my favourite thing on WWE TV right now. They're just give me more of them, Vinny. <laughs> They're just, I enjoy them so much. It's like, yeah, sprinkle them throughout the show, build to the main event, make them feel like they are like such a core point of the show. Rather than just showing up at the end for an awesome match, which again, I'm not complaining about. <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, whenever I view NXT and whenever I've done like an AW pay per view, I just want to make the point that when I critique them, I critique them at a much higher bar, so it's a lot more like nitpicking. With Banks, Bailey, Asuka, and Kari Sane, I feel like I've got to put it in the same block. Like, yes. It sounds like a critique or a complaint, but it's nitpicking because I'm genuinely just enjoying it. Like, just all of it. No complaints. So, it's quite nitpicky when I say, you could sprinkle them throughout the show. Basically, what I'm saying is, I'm enjoying it so much, give me more. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, the match was great yet again. All four of these women have delivered again and again, week after week, in the build to this pay-per-view. Uh, Asker versus Sasha Banks, easily the match I'm most looking forward to. Like I'd lock it in for the main event, were it like not for the cinematic matches closing out all the pay per views right now. Uh, but yeah. But anyway, before the match, the champs gave us a tribute video to Bailey and Sasha Banks. I mean, it was one that we've already seen. We've already been shown it. Uh, Got to kill time, I guess. So like, I'm more. Really, I'm more annoyed that I didn't realise I'd already watched it. <laughs> it's like damn it. I could have used this to catch up on my notes. <laughs> and, uh, like like right towards the end, I was like, wait a minute. I've already seen this, haven't I? <laughs> Just, oh, you're quick on it, imp. <laughs> He's so fast. Uh, anyway, so the match. Uh, Banks and Bailey attacked the challengers before the bell. Uh, a nice try to like cement themselves in control, but the Warriors took them control. They took control back quick before the suddenly upon us commercial break. So Banks and Bailey tried to get in there, but yeah, Asuka and Kairi. Saying when we went to break, already had momentum back. Uh, the champions would have to earn their heel domination in this one. Like, a noise injection of energy whenever the Kyrie or Asuka... Whenever the Kyrie or Asuka... Make this make sense. When either Kyrie or Asuka tagged in. And yes, I wrote nice as noise It's N-O-I. Because I'm weird. <laughs> so I read it like that. Especially... Let's just move on. <laughs> so, whenever Kyrie or Asuka tagged in. Especially with Sane, who was flying all over the ring. Like, incredibly... It's incredible how amazing the Pirate Princess has been since her return. Like, face sane against heel banks, and all is good. Oh, it's just... every Like, both those two acts, in their best scenario, in their best character, best versions of themselves. It's like, oh, it's so good to see. They're both so good at it. <laughs> it's just, oh. And the chemistry between them as well. They're so fluid, especially towards the end of the match where you really got to see it. Like... Uh, uh, at this point uh, Banks and Bailey were getting right on top with a, I think it was a double launch thing, launching saying, crashing into the plexiglass, uh, but they couldn't put her away. Eventually fighting out with a backfist to Banks, uh, she tagged in Asuka who ran riot with the hot tag, uh, taking out both of her opponents as long as she could before the numbers game became too much. Then the pattern repeats itself. Banks and Bailey with nice teamwork, but they can't put Asuka away. Rinse and repeat. Carrie Sane tags in. You get the hot hot momentum. Rinse and repeat. Uh, There's a nice fog splash from Banks. Uh, Asuka kicks out and then grabs her in the Asuka lock. Uh, Bailey runs in but gets caught with the same spear. And you're thinking, is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? But the champion makes it to the ropes. Uh, Followed by an awesome back and forth between Asuka and Sasha Banks. Damn slick stuff getting me excited for Sunday. Uh, Asuka... Uh, there's a uh, they go to the ropes. Banks goes through the uh, sec- over, leaning over the second rope, and Sane gets a cheeky kick, and uh, the tag has been made, and he doesn't know it. Asuka hits her with a massive kick. Down she goes. Uh, Kari Sane flies in with the insane elbow, uh, but Asuka's too distracted, shouting along with the pinfall, and Bailey stops the pin, and Asuka and Bailey. Each get taken down at, the, down at ringside and we're left with just Banks and Sane in the ring. Uh, these two are amazing together. This was the bit I was on about. Like an amazing counter of a... Uh, there was more but like, the one part that really got my attention. There was an amazing counter of a running elbow and Sasha rolled through into the bank statement. Like, like that, was, that was amazing. <laughs> it was so blurry. Uh, with that, Curry is trapped and with no way out or any help there to get the challenger taps and the champions retain bloody hell that was yet another really solid main event like these four women once again delivering in spades and as i said earlier i personally have the main event extreme rules uh, Sasha Banks and Asuka it's by far the match i'm most invested in most interested in and they've been main eventing raw and seemingly deservedly so i guess the one thing to bring up um is their votes plummeting ratings? But they were doing that before the Sasha Banks Bailey switch, as it, Sasha Banks Bailey kind of main event run. And like for, from the hardcore fans, I'm seeing nothing but positivity. Yeah, also, obviously, there'll be the odd tweet, but again, I curate my feed and don't come across a lot of the, I guess, offensive hate. So I don't see stuff. But the general consensus I'm getting is like all positivity for these women. Absolutely incredible run to this pay per view. Like from the moment Asuka versus Sasha Banks was announced, it was either that first Raw after whatever the pay per view we just watched was. <laughs> it was either the first Raw after that. Yeah, I'm great with remembering stuff. It was either the first Raw after that, or like whatever. But it's just been an incredible run from there, and it includes NXT at this point, which is kind of that's awesome to see. <laughs> like they're on every single show, and I generally don't mind. Like I want to see more of them. I think I called it the Charlotte booking where you're on every single show and it's like oh there's, even though you're a fantastic wrestler it's a bit much but I'm not getting that with Banks and Bailey maybe that is because of the different dynamics you can have where you can feature them both but only one of them wrestles or they can then the next week wrestle in a tag match you can mix it up and you've got different kinds of opponents because of that as well but yeah yeah generally it's, uh, it's, it's such an awesome run and really it'd be a shame if they kind of revert back because I've been genuinely just flat out enjoying it. And for me, they've proven that they deserve to be in that main event slot. Like, generally. Super pumped. Super pumped for Extreme Rules and their match. That I'm Because I don't care about Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman. I've not cared about Braun Strowman as champion since day one. It's one of those where I felt like, well, maybe they're trying to give it a, big, a bit of substance. Or they're not moving stuff about whilst they're trying to figure out the kind of pandemic world. And how to actually book their show. But for me, I've not cared about Braun Strowman. And I've not really been given a reason to care. And well, what probably doesn't help is I felt the quality of SmackDown kind of dipping, and I just flat out stopped watching. And I've come back a bit more recently, mostly for these, and so I can you know actually know what's going on when I do a prediction. But I don't care about Braun German Bay Wyatt. because I don't care about Braun Strowman as champion. Like for me, he was somebody who was never going to be in that match at WrestleMania. And he won, so that there'd be somebody on telly with the title. He's kind of like second choice after, after the match. In a second choice match, he was the second choice winner or third choice. It's like, yeah, it's I don't really care. <laughs> Which, yeah, it's it's a shame. Yeah, really, I just don't really care for a lot of SmackDown, even though there's some fun on there. So yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna have a quick swig of this water. And this is a nice little reminder for me for editing later. But anyway, uh, th- after this, I'll be going through the card in order, starting with the MVP lounge, and go obviously skipping over the bits I've already talked about. So let's quickly down this. It's spill water down me <laughs> on live. <laughs> uh, the big spill is out of camera shot. So <laughs> anyway, smooth right. The MVP Lounge kicked... Up. I'm just going to go straight into it. Sonic. it. <laughs> okay, this is my crotch is wet? Well. <laughs> the MVP Lounge is uh, was what kicked us off on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, MVP opened the show by uh, bigging up Dolph Ziggler and then bringing him out. I think he did a little dabble on the United States Championship. But anyway, he's bigging up Dolph Ziggler and out he came. Yeah, Ziggler was uh, MVP hammered home that Dolph Ziggler is the man that made McIntyre what he is today. His lack of gratitude is what's going to lose him that WWE title. Uh, Drew McIntyre walks out, kicks his way through the VIP barrier, lays down the smack ahead of Extreme Rules, uh, and ahead of Ziggler laying any quick shot or getting anything in, Drew catches him with a sudden strike of his own, and in the microphone's like, this Sunday you're screwed. Uh, Like... For me, a perfectly fine final meeting before Sunday. Like Zika said, more than that, I've just shrinked it down <laughs> just into those words. With the history of the two of them, Like he's responsible for bringing McIntyre back and making him what he is today when he, when they formed that tag team. And McIntyre's not showing any gratitude, and for that he will pay. Uh, but he's not going to. <laughs> he's just flat out not. Like It's a perfectly fine final meeting before Sunday. But if anything it's completely fitting of like the non main event importance feeling of this feud. Like, the feud makes sense, like especially with their history, and especially their recent history, it's just I don't buy Ziggler as a credible threat after all these years. <laughs> like he's lost so many times. I'm just never gonna buy him as a genuine world title contender. The last time I did would have been was it when was the brand 2017? Sixteen. Twenty sixteen the brand split. That was the last time I ever bought him as a top top guy, as a top contender. Like, like I really do like the idea of him not announcing the match stipulation till the day itself. It's a it's a nice little twist on the formula we've seen a lot. But again, I just don't buy him as a challenger, therefore it's challenger of the month feel, and therefore it's not main event feel, and therefore it falls down to at least like third match. Cause of course like cinematic match will likely main event. Then it's a raw women's title match, and then I guess it's there. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, after that, we got backstage with Caruso flirtily introducing Gaza, less so Andrade, and pure disdain for Zelina Vega. Uh, and she says, No man can match up to Andrade and Angel Gaza, and all the women are beneath me. Uh, Gaza pulls out a rose and compares tag team wrestling to making love to two beautiful women, because of course he does. <laughs> uh, the Viking Raiders then pop in. Yeah, they aren't happy at Andrade and Garza's disrespect of their division. Uh, Caruso's distracted by Ivar though, because remember, he's the handsome ladies man. The ladies like Ivar. Uh, he nicks Garza's rose for Charlie, which is not nice. <laughs> and that got a chuckle out of me. I'll be honest, <laughs> just him nicking the rose and giving it Charlie as she's just smitten with him. <laughs> and Garza's just stood there like, What? <laughs> Wait, no, I, I'm the handsome one, no. No, no, I'm the handsome one. What are you doing? <laughs> so he saw the... I kind of just... Just this punch into the gut of his confidence. <laughs> I was like, but, but I'm the handsome one. Uh, but would I var pay? <laughs> it was the message for... This. this built us up to our first matchup of the night. The elimination tag team match between Viking Raiders and Angel Garza and Andrade with Zelina Vega at ringside. Like, I genuinely had no idea this was an elimination match until Eric was pinned. <laughs> like... Was it unclear or my observation skills, like, rather completely rubbish? <laughs> Did I just flat out miss it in all of the build, in all of the whatever? So, yeah. Uh, not forgetting, I count this as, uh, I'm not on Twitter, like, especially, like, Monday night when they start plugging stuff. Like, no, I, I go to bed. <laughs> I, have this, I have this thing called sleep and a life. Like, yeah, I'm not revolving on it entirely, so I don't see everything promoted on Twitter. Yeah, I didn't see anything. Uh, anyway... Yeah, at the start of the match, Gaza was seemingly a bit distracted by his anger towards Ivar's backstage romancings and he was there to... Oh no, Ivar's backstage... Well, backstage romancings were upstaging him, so Gaza went in there to upstage Ivar in the ring. Uh, which ain't wise in a tag team match against a war-oiled machine, uh, charging at Ivar, who just makes the tag to Eric, who clobbers the man. <laughs> it's a tag team match. You can't just go in there willy-nilly... Focused on the one thing. The Vactuit match very quickly sung, sung, swung as soon as Andrade tagged in, however. Uh, the former CN running via and the two quickly eliminating Eric. Advantage into the break. Um, less than an advantage after it. With Eric quickly eliminated. Again, when th- when that happened, I was like, oh, this match is over quickly then. Like, oh no, it's elimination. Sorry, what? <laughs> Amazing skills from me. Uh so the heels had less of an advantage after the break. Uh, Ivar fighting against the odds, at times flying against them, uh, using his amazing athleticism to avoid the lads, whose teamwork was taking a hit with a few miscommunications, uh, which led to Ivar landing a, a amazing spin kick on Andrade for the elimination. Completely took him out and he was down for the count, uh, followed by a nice run for the Viking. One on one against Gaza, we get to see who upstages who in wrestling skills. Um, yeah Ivar was seemingly all over Gaza, uh, but after landing that spin kick again and was there to pull his teammate's foot onto the ropes. Uh, a complete swing of momentum, and Angel Gaza soon had Ivar rolled up for the pin. Uh, the team working at somewhat of an improvement this week. they won Admittedly, like in the ring, Ivar was getting the best of Gaza. But still, they found a way to win, and that's all that matters in the end. Are they going to become best friends, or is this just a bit of a better uh, thing? Not forgetting that it were, there were still miscommunications leading to elimination, and guys are seemingly a bit emotional and focusing a bit too much on one thing and running straight into that. So yeah, it's not all the kinks hide out; it's little things. Uh, backstage interview: uh, Sarah Schreiber brings on Ruby Riot, uh, the iconic savers from a VTR recap. Uh, they they then grab the mic and they carry the thing. Uh, they talk about um, Ruby Riot ditching her friend Liv Morgan and how they've then happily beaten her the past two weeks on Raw. Uh, however, Ruby's got a new friend, Bianca Belair. Oh, thank God! <laughs> yes, she's back. And thank God for that! A, like a crime that Belair's has not been featured more. Like an incredible talent with future champion written all over her. And it, when you watch the match, you just see it. Like she is seemingly just. In terms of like when you watch when you watch her, like they've got it. In that match, she stood out for me just so much. It wasn't just because I said, "Oh, it's returning NXT person. Like she, for me, she like, genuinely stood out. It's like, yeah, why, why was she not featured, and now. She's kind of in like a mid-card establishy thing. Like establishing her as a solo action, not with the street profits. It's kind of like, oh, she's she's just got it. <laughs> I just love to see her higher up in the card. Um but we then let that yeah, there, that then led us to the iconics versus Ruby White and Bianca Belair. I, I bloody hell. Bianca Belair. Uh, Peyton Royce, I've got the words right in front of me, like contrary to offer the evidence. <laughs> uh, Peyton Royce tries to take quick control, uh, but Riot's fighting with new vigour, now she's got a new pal. Uh, this time taking both iconics taking both iconics to bring Ruby right down. That is until Ruby manages to tag in Belair. Uh, then Kay and Royce are both screwed. Uh, a nice step up into Giri from Riot takes out Royce. Uh, Bianca avoids a K kick. It's not what it's called, but I liked it. And up onto the shoulders for the KOD, Kiss of Death. Uh, Bel-Air had two minutes or so of absolute fire in this. Looks like a million bucks. Push that woman. <laughs> just yes. Uh, there were turns on this one like more. where it's just re- really given a lot more to the women's division. Because uh, both Shayna Baszler and Belair just have a presence. And if you present them correctly, you've got two people who can very quickly be right up there with the rest of the Royal Division. And like you're running, you've running, got your main event that's running. Just build the people up underneath. so when that's done, you've got a more natural jump. Compared to what they had last year where suddenly you're doing Lacey Evan- Evans versus Becky Lynch. And you're est- essentially establishing Lacey Evans with the top tier match uh, at the peak. Like, No. <laughs> she hasn't done any why would you do that You like, do not have any reason to care anyway uh, yeah again I'm really enjoying the Iconics matches there's just a running theme here like the Iconics like one after the other taken on Ruby Riot. I really enjoyed those matches they're all quick and uh, don't stay they're welcome and like they don't waste a second so, yeah again generally enjoy this and Bianca Belair looked like a million bucks so again push that woman <laughs> just please do it Uh, After that, we got backstage with R-Truth who confuses Ricochet wrestling with MVP at ringside for Ricochet being named the MVP of Raw. Oh, hilarity. Uh, Alexander and Richard make sure that R-Truth does understand that he's wrestling Randy Orton and not Ric Flair. Uh, Truth seems to grasp it and then walks off and into Tozawa. Uh, He asks for Tozawa's help, Uh, the man says no and instead rolls him up trying to win the 24 7 title. Fails. Uh, Truth and escapes, but the ninjas, <laughs> uh, Cedric and O'Shea, come to his aid. And there's a setup for after the break with uh, Tazawa in the ring with his ninjas, and then our Truth comes out. Our Truth starts talking to Tazawa, but before the bell can ring, Shayna Baszler returns, uh, runs down to the ring, and takes out all of the ninjas one by one. Uh, Tazawa leaves, and she eyes up our 24/7 champion. Who excuses himself and chucks her, her the microphone so she can deliver her promo? It's a weird mixture of a weird mixture of this is a bit strange and also you're painting her as a badass because she's taking out ninjas <laughs> who are charging at a like one at a time like a Bruce Lee film <laughs> and she's just taking them out. Uh, it's, just, it's weird. It's like it's just a weird situation, but they are painting her as a badass. So. What do I take from this? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's an odd one. Uh, she says she's patiently allowed everyone to run around having their fun, uh, but it's time for a reality check from One Night More. Your limbs aren't safe. Yeah, your limbs aren't safe, dickheads. Shayna Baszler's back. <laughs> That's certainly the uh, thing for this. Again, I'm not expecting her to win the twenty-four-seven title. I'm not. I mean, but an interesting way for her to return. Uh, I'm not expecting her to have matches against Kazama and the ninjas. This was just a way to m- try and get her to come across as a badass. And then you move on. So, yeah. That's that. And we didn't get our uh, random thing. Uh, anyway, Anyway, backstage we have Murphy and Rollins. Uh, this is before. it was setting us up for Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens after the break. Uh, Murphy just wanted to clarify that Extreme Rules isn't literally going to be Mysterio Rollins gouging each other's eyes out. And, yeah. Yeah, it is, with CGI. (laughs) Um, Again, the same with special effects. I picture ping-pong ball eye on a string. Uh, Rollins says Mysterio is the one who asked for this. Tells Murphy to just concentrate on preparing for his match with Alistair Black. Uh, Built it up a bit. Um, There was an advert here for the new WWE Battlegrounds game. And yeah, this isn't up my street at all. Uh, plus, I'm expecting it to be packed full of microtransactions, so absolutely not. <laughs> Thank you. I'll I'll be on my way. <laughs> Just going to give them on a complete miss. Uh, it screams like a way to try and recoup the lost money from not releasing a full-on 2K21 game this year for WWE. Like a way to recoup their losses is a relatively cheaply made game. I think you can make a game well cheaply, but it looks like it's been made relatively cheaply. And that will be packed full of microtransactions and there's apparently word that there is like a coin system in there. Like you can pre-order coin packs for it. Like if, if something about the pre-order or a special edition of a pre-order and you'll get bonus coins. And I'm just like, hmm. That means there's a, a store to spend said coins in. Hmm. <laughs> Again, I, don't, I'm, I won't call it a straight up catch grab until we've seen the game because that's a bit harsh off me. But when I hear that it's like this feels like a way to try and recoup the losses and that doesn't mean I'm going to particularly enjoy the game like the arts the style of it is like nothing for me does nothing for me (laughs) it's like I've got so many games to get through anyway Like I've got judgment I'm playing judgment at the moment which is a a spin-off of the Yakuza series and those games are massive (laughs) if you've ever played them. So I'm, I'm full. I've got things coming. Like, there's other games coming out. Like If you know anything about the gaming world, there's so many things coming out that, yeah, I'm busy. I'm fine. Anyway, that's a massive tangent because it's our Truth Mandy Orton, which I'm meant to be talking about. Uh, poor Mr. Killings. Uh, Flair comes out first and saves that out of Orton's admiration for truth. He'll be kind. And instead of punting him, he would instead just hit him with an RKO. It's like, oh, how considerate. How considerate of Randy, and how nice a flair to deliver that delightful message. Uh, The 24-7 champion had a tricky trick up his sleeve, though. Says he wants to say something to Rick first, but it's a trap! (laughs) But Truth rolls up Orton, then goes for the axe kick. Uh, Orton ducks, RKO, short and sweet. Uh, Orton then shows a tad of anger, maybe because of how our truth took that match and was a little bit cheeky and he wasn't ready for that. Uh, He teases a punt, but Big Show runs out. Uh, Orton grabs the mic and tells him Truth's name was never on that punt. The name on it is The Big Show. And lays down a challenge for next week for the two of them to have a match on Monday Night Raw. Not Extreme Rules. Because uh, they're doing the slow build of Andy Orton. You don't have like any big payoff. Uh, like every two pay-per-views. Which is not something you see a lot on WWE TV normally. But I really like it. It means that even though the world around might change every now and then. You've got at least a constant storyline. But only playing out on like the bigger pay-per-views. Or like not happening every single pay-per-view. Don't overexpose it. That's pretty much what I'm getting at. Uh, backstage. Uh, MVP and Bobby Lashley. With Ricochet and Alexander. They set up the match. Uh, Sarah Schreiber out of nowhere. Uh, asks MVP and Lashley about the US Championship. And their match tonight. Uh, the two are confident. And after they express their confidence and walk off. She then leads the camera to Drew McIntyre. Before the champ can answer her question, though, he's jumped by Ziggler. Uh, Ziggles gets the final shot before the horror show. Again, a fitting build for a fittingly non-main-event feeling title match. So, yeah. I don't even know if I'd make it short and sweet. But yeah. Anyway, I do, again, I do really, really like that they've not revealed the stipulation. And they're not going to till the show itself, hopefully. Like, hopefully they don't announce it on Saturday. And hopefully it doesn't get leaked either. I, um, it's, it's a nice twist on it. Like you're watching the show, thinking, "Well, what's it going to be? What's it going to be?" And that is nice <laughs> to have. A, I like mystery. You don't have like mystery guests. You don't have that feeling that often. Like, who's it going to be? <laughs> like, I really enjoy that. We don't get it very often, so it's kind of nice to see. Uh, the eighth segment of the night, like. I'll get to this in a second, but uh, Bobby Lashley with MVP versus Vicochet with Cedric Alexander, and this was my fatigue point of the week. Like every week, I mentioned how the show feels too long. Like I felt to me, it made sense to start tracking when that feeling actually kicks in every week. Like that realization of, oh God, there's like still how much left. It's like yeah, that that point it happens every week, and for me, it was here. And um, I was going to say that uh, just a second ago that this is the 8th segment of the night and for me that was part of it and I have that's with me putting together the uh, Alistair Black, Buddy Murphy, Seth Vonis, Kevin Owens matches, putting them into one block otherwise this would be segment number 9 that, there was a lot on this show and at this point when I'm ready for the main event and then we've got another segment, it's just like oh god there's so much left of this show and already so much has happened and now I'm starting to defocus it's like, yeah, but like, I have been enjoying this United States Championship story. Like, how it's been successfully keeping Bobby Lashley a beast whilst building up the champion in Cruise. But still, when this came, when this part came on, it's just like, oh, this is my like, thing with the three hours. Uh, and to be fair, it's the penultimate segment. I mean, there was, like, there was stuff afterwards and they run down the entire Extreme Rules card allowing me to catch up on my notes. <laughs> but I still felt that fatigue, and it happens every week with Raw, so... I'm happy to say it was the penultimate segment. There was still like an hour left of the show when it all started. And that's when I was like, oh God, like properly, <laughs> it properly hit me. Um, if I track it, maybe I'll have to create something on After Effects with sparkles. <laughs> I've got After Effects. So I am not just done, don't know what I'm doing with it. So it might be weird. It might be crap. But we'll, we'll see. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, really the only con that, I've, uh, that you could possibly have for me for this feud for the United States Championship we currently have is if you rate the world out of Alexander and Ricochet where they are essentially bit players where their job right now is to be the lads who make the big man look like a monster for the pay-per-view and Apollo Cruz is the guy that does that maybe they help out Apollo Cruz and help with the numbers but they are the side players to the actual like main guy and I understand you can only have one and like all three of Apollo Crews, Ricochet, Cedric Alexander are extremely talented and extremely currently extremely underutilized. It's yeah, but it's interesting with Ricochet where he is so talented as a kind of of that kind of wrestler to such a unique degree, and he's gonna kind of put in the battle with everybody else. Like it's so like he hits such a peak taking on Brock Lesnar and immediately fell off the cliff, and we he's just been a bit part player since. It's, like, it's so weird. <laughs> like what happened? <laughs> what did happen? Uh, anyway, the match itself and uh, was Ricochet taking on Bobby Lashley and he did make the monster look scary for the pay-view. Uh, He's taken an MVP but the monster would be at ringside. Uh, he made that side Dominator look insane. Like when Bobby Lashley has him up for the Dominator and he kind of slams him down sideways. Uh, that looked incredible. Uh, the ending as well was fun with uh, amping up the face in the end, with an awesome burst of energy. Uh, but the uh, catch into the fall of Nelson was also nice. A ricochet handspringing off the ropes and right into Bobbley, Bobbley Lash- oh, I can say Bobbily Lashley's clutches. <laughs> I said it once by accident, and now it's my favorite way to refer to him. Bobbily Lashley. Uh, yeah, anyway, he handsprung into Bobbily Lashley's clutches, and that was the end of the match. The same thing for Cedric Alexander, who also got caught. Uh, Cruz has his work cut out this Sunday. And they they nailed that they sent that home, they got the message. Uh, the horror show, Extreme Rules pay per view card had a, the full rundown of what we know so far. Maybe things will be added for Extreme Rules, but as far as we know at the moment, this is what we're getting. Uh, Caruso interview with Big Show. Yeah, he accepts Orton's challenge for an unsanctioned match, which will take place next week on Monday Night Raw. Uh, yeah. So for me. There is so much happening <laughs> before I get to more next week that I'm not—it's not even in my sights. <laughs> uh, so got quite a lot to get through first, but that, well, that was the show. And if for me it was, individual segments had quite a few strengths, but if you put it together as one long thing, like it for me, it felt too long. The flow wasn't as strong this week, uh, but the main event just left me on a high because I enjoyed them so much. Yeah, that's the main thing to kind of bring up. I hit my fatigue point with the segment before the main event, with that uh, Bobby Lashley Ricochet match. Again, involving people I really enjoy watching, but I just for flow-wise for the show, it felt like one bit too many, and I was kind of I was done at that point. I was just ready for the main event, uh, but then when the main event did come on, like genuinely, like, I really enjoyed it, and I was back up there, and I'm ready for Extreme Rules. It's like yes, I'm ready to bloody watch the show, to do the predictions, to get to that point. But uh, yeah, generally enjoyed it. I just want to put that home like even though I got hit that fatigue point I was entertained by the end of the show so it was just for like one segment and maybe when Big Show was talking I was happy that was a short interview uh, but yeah so that was the that was the show so I guess if I want to give it a score I'd say, no, that's my score I need to come up with the system <laughs> because at the moment it's like a sentence to explain it it's like, my raw score is the segments themselves were relatively entertaining but it didn't flow that well so you start to feel the length of it by the end so yeah but the main event match was fantastic highly recommend watching it at this point i don't even know if i need to recommend the main event because it's you just know it's good <laughs> and it was once again no different uh, so that's that anyway that brings me to the end of the raw review what do you think of this week's show you can hit me up at the damn implicat on twitter you can yeah obviously comments likes and what subscribing and whatnot on youtube you can what does the bell think? <laughs> you can comment as well on laws of Pain slash net You can also support Laws of Pain Radio on Red Circle by... Uh, you can donate to the show to help keep it, this going and everything. There's a link in the description to the uh, Red Circle page. Uh, there should be a button in the description for... Uh, it gets complicated. I need you to do a direct link. <laughs> to make it a lot easier. I mean, if you want to support us, you can do that. And if you don't support us, literally just... Watching and talking, chatting, wrestling with us is perfectly fine. That's why I'm here. <laughs> to talk about wrestling and get all of my thoughts off of my chest. Uh, anyway, I will be back on Thursday for the NXT review. And I'll be going live and at an extremely early time. So fingers crossed. It, hopefully, by, the, by midnight on Thursday, NXT review will be already live for you to watch. So if you live in America, it won't be live but it will be like there ready for you for, I'm going to be live Australia time. So if you're Australian listening to this, get on up, it's party time. <laughs> the, uh, I can't believe I said that. <laughs> uh, are we going live at uh, 7 a.m. GMT, Not, uh, 4 p.m. Australian time. I think it's Melbourne, can't remember which. Uh, America, that's That's like really early. That'll be like 2 a.m. Eastern time. <laughs> so just figuring it all out. Um, for the NXT review, where we go through everything and all the stuff. Uh, just watching myself, like, trying to think really hard with my hand on my eye. <laughs> yeah, eye for an eye, still on the mind. And then after that, I have also got the uh, predictions that will be recording Thursday night as well, which will be going up. I've also got a friend joining me for that. And... The NX, uh, no, prediction predictions. hopefully going up Friday or Saturday. Then on Sunday it is Aftershock 4 Extreme Rules. We'll be going live immediately after the pay-per-view talking about what on earth has just happened. But there are also other shows here on the Laws of Pain YouTube channel. Slash on Laws of Pain Radio on Red Circle. Uh, live after AEW Dynamite every week we have got Dynamite After Dark with Jaman and Jeff. Uh, Fridays, we have Ms. Phantom Mystic with the WWF, The Legacy Series. An unabridged look back over the history of the now WWE, with the journey of the WWF. I cannot recommend this show enough. And Sundays reserved for AEW stuff, whenever we remember to do it. Tuesdays uh, Tuesday's also, we, today's Tuesday, we also have Kingdom of Honor. And they're currently... They were talking about New Japan last and so maybe they'll cover Dominion. But the English version only got uploaded today. And I know that's the version that they watch. So I'm not sure what they'll be covering. Did they have time to watch Dominion? <laughs> what are their takes on evil winning? I feel like I'm one of the few who, like, generally enjoyed the show, enjoyed the match, perfectly fine with evil winning, delighted to see all of LIJ suddenly shift to this main event slot. Um, yeah, yeah, it's like a big, a whole landscape shift in New Japan happened this weekend. Wrapping my head around it. Anyway, that is the end of this show. Thank you for watching. I'll be back on. Thursday, super early morning for me with Josh Robinson uh, to talk about the NXT. I don't even know if I said Josh Robinson would be my guest. <laughs> I just kept banging on about Australian time. Uh, yes, Josh Robinson will be my guest. He'll be joining me um, to cover NXT. So thank you for watching. Follow me on Twitter at TheDamonPlacat. Follow wrestlinghandland slash Pain at Pain. I think it's Twitter handle. I need to confirm that. I'll just put it on the bloody screen. <laughs> and with that, I say thank you for watching and I bid you adieu. Adios.